Hello everyone, and welcome to Walking with the Tengu, a podcast exploring classic texts for the modern martial artist. Today's story is titled The Transformation of the Sparrow and the Butterfly. It is a parable about the acceptance of one's current state, of not desiring too much for something that you're not. The story begins with a sparrow who considers a butterfly's metamorphosis from a caterpillar to be a good thing, a step up, so to speak. He went from being a small, wriggling thing to a creature of freedom. The sparrow thinks he's going to move down to the state of a clam in September. As a quick side note, this belief may have come from Chinese folklore that observed sparrows gathering on beaches in September. This is a good example of what I was talking about in an earlier episode. Sure, they didn't understand the science of what exactly was happening here but they did base their theories on real, observable, repeatable events. So, while the parable is fundamentally built off of, a, off of a illustration that is unscientific for us, it's not that hard to understand that in the world of that time, it made sense. And, to be fair, the philosophical principle behind the story is still valid, even if the illustration is flawed in retrospect. Now, the sparrow is concerned that after the freedom of being a bird, Becoming a sightless, cold clam is going to be a torment when he considers his former life as a bird. He thinks he has bad karma, while the butterfly must have good karma. The butterfly disagrees. He does not remember his time as a caterpillar, nor does he think his caterpillar self had any idea about being a butterfly. He just lives as he is right now. This is likely a reference to a fairly well-known story from the Chinese Taoist text, Zhuangzi, wherein Zhuangzi has a dream about being a butterfly, and in a moment of introspection, Zhuangzi asks the question if, instead, he might be a butterfly dreaming to be a man. We'll be visiting some very practical stories from the Zhuangzi in the near future. The butterfly suggests that when the sparrow becomes a clam, what was the sparrow will only occupy himself with the thoughts of a clam. He'll be in the right place, he'll be in the right temperature, and he will just live in harmony with the existence of who he is in that moment. The butterfly states, It is the consistency of principle that when form changes, the mind and chi change with it. Principle has no form, but exists within chi. The butterfly then relates his own story about an old man on his deathbed. A local priest comes to visit him and recommends he chant the Nembutsu, which was a simple phrase, prayer, or mantra that was believed to grant salvation in a particular Buddha's heaven if it was chanted with sincerity. The old man responds to the priest with essentially the idea of, what difference does it make? If he's reborn as something else, he will simply be that something else with no awareness or concern or memory with his change in station. Even if he's reborn as something lowly, he will just have the mind of that state and will live appropriately. The dying man says, If that is so, it is foolish to take great pains at the very interval between lives over something you don't even know. We do not hear again from the sparrow, but are admonished by the butterfly. You should grasp this without saying a word. This is not something you can explain by talking on and on. So what am I going to do, of course? talk on and on for a bit. <laughs> As a side note, I've heard this kind of conclusion of, you should grasp this without saying a word, and this is not something you can explain across many authors, Miyamoto Musashi in particular. I'm not sure yet what I think of this. 
At first glance, it sounds like someone saying that there's nothing to be discussed in an attempt to forestall arguments. On the other hand, there is a certain value to spending some time in quiet contemplation and consideration of an idea before discussing a topic. The basic principle behind the story seems to revolve around accepting change as it comes and allowing yourself simply to exist in the state that you are in now. Are you young? Do not wish to be older. You are where you should be for now, and there are very important lessons to be learned right now. On the other hand, are you older? Do not wish to be young again. You have important lessons you've already learned that you can apply right now in learning new ones, or that can be passed on to others. Neither of these states are bad per se, but I think what Chozanshi is communicating here is that we can be overcome when we allow ourselves to focus too much on the past or future. Being mindful of the present is generally a more effective way with which to deal with one's circumstances. On a more practical level, if one is in a bad position, be it in a self-defense or sparring situation, being overly concerned with the fact that this is happening won't much matter if you don't make your way through it. The change is coming regardless of what you do. Naturally, I don't think this is meant to indicate that we aren't supposed to plan ahead or consider lessons from the past, but to be bogged down in regret or sadness or what-ifs at what has or will transpire is not a useful choice. Consider a hypothetical situation. Let's imagine you were competing in a tournament, and in the final rounds find yourself with a loss. If you had won, you would have gone directly to the finals. But now you have to fight another match with another opponent to see which of you will continue to the finals. You could allow the, that single loss that brought you to this runoff match to overwhelm you. If you allow this loss to occupy your thoughts, it will distract your focus and sap your will, and in all likelihood increase the possibility that you'll suffer another loss in your next match. If instead you just relish the moment, focus on your present, and maintain the same will that you had throughout the rest of the tournament, you'll likely fare better in this next match. Another example can be found when considering self-defense. Too often we hear stories of people who, when attacked, find themselves freezing, disbelieving that what is happening as it transpires directly to them. The thought, this isn't happening, or this would never happen to me, running through their head. Instead, don't worry about why something is happening, and instead deal with what is immediately in front of you right now. You can worry about the why after whatever kind of violence you're facing has been dealt with. There are many situations, both on the mats and off, that this principle can apply to. Don't let your regrets from the past or fears of the future stop you from achieving your best in the present. That's all for today. Please help the podcast out by sharing and telling people about it. The best way you can help us is just by letting people know that it's out there and what it's got you thinking about. Thank you for listening and talk to you again soon.